That's the point of the masks. The masks are not to protect you. Can I tell you a secret? If masks worked, laboratories wouldn't spend millions on all those hazmat suits. If, if masks worked, they wouldn't spend millions on hazmat suits. You ever looked at the people in the laboratory? Pastor, you tell them to take the mask off? No, you can keep your mask on all you want to. I'm just, I'm just telling, telling you, don't let your mask stop your praise. I had some wonderful believer wanted to post in our chat about you got to listen to science. You got to listen to science. You mean what the Bible says is falsely called science? Science? Science. Science is trying to disprove God, but you want us to listen to science. And as much as they try, they keep running into God. Because you can't get around him. He's the source of all things. Glory to God. The devils use this occasion to steal people's little bit of faith they had. Just around a little bit of faith they did have. If they had a little bit, he stole it. But I'm not going to back down off faith and believe in God because people are going to back down and listen to, take advice from the devil. Taking their advice from the devil. See, in this world, there's only two kingdoms. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. There's only two kingdoms. And you're going to take your advice from one of the two. See, and it's coming a time, ladies and gentlemen, y'all in Philippians 2, I'm going to get there in a second. Well, you're going to make a straight up decision. I've been telling you this for a long time, and like you're right, Pastor Kim, I believe we are there right now. Well, you have to come up and make a straight-up decision. Who I'm going to live for, who I'm going to serve, who I'm going to listen to, what system I'm going to operate in, because you're not, you're not going to be able to play both sides. There's going to be either I serve God, listen to God, follow God, hear God, trust God, obey God, or forget God. I don't want nothing to do with God. Hallelujah. My prayer and my trust as I pray for you all every day is, Lord, keep the people.
Let, let not one be plucked out of your hand. That Lord, let not one go astray. Because I know what the devil's doing. The devil is pulling at the body. He's, he's seeking whom he may devour. So he's trying to pull people away. Pull people into, into, into secularism and humanism. Out of faith. Into humanism. Secularism. What science? That's humanism. It's to pull you out of, doesn't matter what God's word says, I'm going to listen to what the scientists say. Well, prove it. Um, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as a man of some is. There it is. That's what God said. Yeah, but the scientists said it's not good to go to a mass gathering, and particularly don't go to church. Because, see, they didn't, they didn't bother people mass gathering when they were out there protesting in the streets. They let the mass gather by thousands and thousands and thousands and celebrated it. Gave them room, brought them water. Here, y'all need water? Y'all need pizza? Come on, gather in mass. Go out there and protest. Go out there and protest. But you let 50 people show up at church. And we're going to send in the cops. Wake up, church. See the agenda. See, you're, you're doing what God's told you to do. Keep doing it. And it doesn't matter who tries to persecute you for it. No, for God I live, for God I die. I'm going to keep on going to things of God. <laughs> if it costs me my life, I'm not ever going to back out on God. He's been too good to me. Come on, anybody in here? He's been already been too good to you? I'm not going to back out on him now. If, he, if, if you don't get the mansion, if you don't get the dream car, if you don't get the whatever, 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 whatever you're thinking, has he already been good to you? turn back to garbage when you left the world you left garbage vomit don't go back to that all that we're going to do is reach back pull somebody else out reach back and pull somebody else out reach over here and pull somebody else out amen all right. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Philippians 2, 12 and 13, you have it? Okay. It says, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with what? Why? For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. We're talking tonight on part three. God is working in you. 
part three. God is working in you. Lord, tonight, we thank you that your word is truth. Your word is alive. Your word is rich. And we will let your word dwell in us richly in all wisdom and all spiritual understanding. Open our eyes that we may say, see wondrous things out of your law. Oh, Lord, thank you, Lord. We declare tonight that we love your law and we will never be offended. We love your law. We will never be offended. God, speak to us from heaven. We receive your words with thanksgiving. With meekness, they're able to save our very souls. Have our way in this place tonight, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. And amen. All right, God is working in you, part three. Hallelujah. All right, now, I've been talking about God having a purpose and an assignment and a destiny for our lives and that he wants to do something very big in each and every one of our lives. Amen? Amen. Not only in our lives, but more so the end product is through our lives. Right. Amen? I want the media, please, to put up another the scripture that we've been looking at, Isaiah 42, verses 6 and 7 in the CEV. And I want you to note what it says here. And note my emphasis. I chose you to bring justice. I chose you to bring justice. And I am here at your side. I selected and sent you to bring light and my promise of hope to the nations. You will give sight to the blind. You will set prisoners free from dark dungeons. You who? Me. <laughs> Me. Well, that's the Messiah. It, yeah, originally, it's the Messiah. But you and I are the body of Christ. He's in us, we're in him. And so whatever his assignment was is now our assignment. And he says, I chose you. I selected and sent you. You will give sight to the blind. You will set prisoners free from dark dungeons. Okay? So you and I are chosen by God with a, and he set up a particular path for us that will get us to our destiny. So we have a purpose in our, life, in our lives. We have, uh, each of us have, has an assignment or assignments that God gives us to accomplish this purpose and to reach our destiny, okay? Now, if, I hope, I hope to God that every one of you all watched prayer this morning. I hope to God, don't fool me now, that you watched prayer this morning. In fact, if you're an EGC member, I made it mandatory that you either watch it or rewatch it. Because it was such a powerful teaching from uh, Minister Barbara Odom this morning about, she talked about really our assignment. That God wants to use us, He has to use us. Don't get me twisted when I say this. Religious folk, just hold on to your, to, your, to your pearls. He can't do it without us. I see that went over well. He cannot do it without us. Well, God is all powerful. There are some things God cannot do. <laughs> if he could have done many of these things we read in the word, there would have been hardly any characters in the Bible. He works through man. 
He works through people. And so to get these things done, you know, if people ask this question, well, if God is so good, how come there's all these problems in the world? Because he can't fix them. Y'all missed it. Because he can't fix them. What do you mean God can't fix them? He needs us. He, he fixes them through us. I'll tell you that, but you're important to God. You're an asset to the kingdom of God. God needs us here. Glory to God. Now, if I were saying this in a religious church, just Michelle, they'll, they'll put me out. They'll turn my microphone off and put me out of the church right then and there. If I said God can't do some things and God needed us, because people think, well, God is sovereign. He can do anything. No, he can't. No, he can't. Not according to your Bible. Y'all struggling. Psalm 115, verse 14. Psalm 115, verse 14. Put Psalm 115, verse 14 on the screen. Uh, no, that's not the right verse. Um, 15, keep, keep going. 15, 15, 16. It's somewhere there. It's, it's right in this. There it is. The heaven, even the heavens. Somebody already knew it was 16, Pastor. I already knew. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth. He's given to the children of men. So he don't run it. We do. He's given it to us. We're responsible. So every problem, world hunger and drought and disease, it's for us to handle. Well, how are we going to handle it? With him. We, we're not going to do it independent of him. That, yeah, that, that, that's what the whole secular world is trying to do. They're trying to fix the world without God. That's what the whole Bill Gates agenda is. That's, Bill, Bill Gates is, is the face of coronavirus. How? Without a, even a college degree. Not a scientist, not a doctor. He's the face of coronavirus. They're trying to fix all the world's problems without God. That's humanism. They can't fix the world's problems without God. Anything that they do has an ulterior motive that comes out of the kingdom of darkness. Well, y'all are quiet. It's only 807. I, I quit if y'all want me to quit. I, just, I, just, I, I can go and eat and go home. I need you to understand how important you are to the kingdom. That God called you and me to be more than church members and church attenders. These things we see cannot be resolved without you and me. We're God's hands in the earth. We're his feet on the earth. We're his eyes in the earth. Are y'all hearing this here? The earth he's given to us. Okay? So we've got to make sure we're prepared. And what God is, is doing for us is getting us ready to, for massive mobilization. Massive mobilization. Again, this is what Barbara was teaching about this morning. 
If you haven't listened to it, I, I, I dare you to go home and watch it tonight and try to sleep. <laughs> and try to sleep after you listen to that tonight. <laughs> Praise God. Now, I've been talking about how the Lord is preparing us and how he works. He works first in us, then for us, finally, or ultimately, through us. Okay? So God, his ultimate plan is to work through you, to get all these things out on the earth, to, to deal with world hunger, to deal with uh, sickness and disease. Will there always be viruses? Yes. Yes, there will always be viruses. Viruses don't go anywhere. Well, when is coronavirus going to be over? It's never going to be over. It's a virus. It's not, it's, it was never, it's all, it's a virus. They don't, they don't leave. H1N1 is still out here. Ebola is still out here. HIV is still out here. It's still out here. Well, we're going to, we're going to end poverty. Impossible. Jesus said the poor you'll always have with you. So now the humanists, they're going to be smarter than God. And we're going to end poverty. Sorry, you can't. You're not going to trump Jesus. You're always going to have, there's always going to be poor people. Okay? You understand this? So we can't do this without God. We've got we've to listen to God, get the wisdom of God, and do things God's way. He wants to deal with these issues through us. So he tells us to visit the widows. He tells us to visit the orphans. Is that your Bible? Yes. James chapter 1. Yes. Pure religion, true religion, undefiled is this, to visit the orphans and the widows in their affliction. Right. It don't mean go by and see, hey, how you doing? All right, good to see you. To visit means to actually take care of their problems. Right. I'll just throw this in, Pauline, for everybody. You're going to need a little money to do that. Yes. You're going to need a little bit of change. To visit the orphans and the widows. No, I can FaceTime them. That's not visiting. I can just, I can just stop by the little gate and see, hey, how you doing? No, that's not visiting them. Visit literally means is you take care of their problems. Tell your neighbor you're going to need a little bit of change. <laughs> okay, so let me get here. Praise God. I'm trying to get into a flow now. It's just a lot of resistance, so y'all praying, right? So, so he works in us, for us, and through us, okay? Because uh, we have to get things on the inside because we don't live by miracles, right? The just, we live by faith. Bible says it four times. Habakkuk says it, says that way, 2-4. Over there in Romans 1-17 says that. Galatians 3-11. Hebrews 10-38, I think it is, something like that. The just, four times, the just live by faith. Okay, so we don't live by miracles. We don't live by Pentecostal accidents. God will give us miracles. God will give us these, wow, look what I did. But how we live every day is by faith. Faith is on the inside. Faith is in your mouth and in your heart, right? So we have to have faith built up in us so that we can operate every day and really be world overcomers. That's what we're teaching you here. Right? We soar. We serve the Lord. Overcome the world. Advance the kingdom. Reach the lost. 
we soar. Hallelujah. Some of y'all have no, you never heard it before. You know why? Because you're not here before church starts. You're not here in prayer time. You, you sneak in when you get ready. What is wrong with Pastor tonight? August 19th, 2020. Either we're going to do it or not. Either we're going to do this thing for God or not. Either we're going to go whole hog with God or let's just go back home home and sit up in our, in our little play play clothes, turn on Netflix and veg out till Jesus comes. Help me out somebody and tell you neighbor, either we're going to do it or not. And if we're going to do it, let's do it. Full throttle. Full speed ahead. Take off the brakes. Drive. Go forward. Slack not. See, I've, I've grown weary, Oscar, of all this kind of play, play Christianity. I'm just... I was, I was telling, telling my wife, I was thinking the other day, the other, I, I, I had this time came over me deep. The other day, I was sitting there Saturday and Sunday. I was like, lately, I really miss the old time saints. I know y'all are very young. Most of y'all don't even know the, the old time saints. I mean them old mothers and them old deacons. Them old elders who they, they really meant for God I live and for God I die. I don't care about nothing else. I mean, I'm, I'm, I miss the old saints who went to church when they were under threat of bombings. These new saints who they are under threat of a little virus. Oh my God, I ain't going to church because there's a virus out there. These people were living under the threat of bombings. Every time they walked in church, they were, they were facing the threat of a clans, a clan rally showing up on the front door of their church and having a cross burning in their church. They, every time. And they still said, we're going to praise the Lord. But this kind of soft, cute, little e-Christian e thing we got going on today is just, it's just, it's just. I want to know, will the real saints, will the real believers, will the real God lovers, please stand up. So it's just a little thing. Y'all got to just let me work through that little thing. Y'all sit down. I just, that's the, this little thing. I'm looking for the real, real God lovers. Because these are the ones God is about to use in these last days. We cannot lose fact this is the year of vision manifestation. Right. 
and I hate to burst your bubble, but it's God's vision. It's what has God been planning? What has God stored up? What is God's will? We, we talking up about our house and our car and all that. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. You, you did all that. But it ain't about that. Baby, it ain't about that. It's about him. It's about his will. And as soon as you get over you and what you want and get on him and what he wants, then he'll give you what you want. I'm talking to somebody at home. This ain't about y'all. This is somebody at home. He'll give you what you want when you give him what he wants. I'm all about God. What, what is it that you're looking for today? Lord, who are you? What would you have me to do? Who are you, Lord? I want to know you more. I want to know you better than, I've, than I ever have. And I want to know sincerely, what do you want me to do? Not just what, do you want, what you want me to do over the course of my life. What do you want me to do tomorrow? Well, no, I can't do it because I already have stuff planned for tomorrow. No, 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 Lord. No, I submit all my plans to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does anybody feel just a little bit like I feel? Maybe 10% like I feel? Just, you know, you know, let's do it already. This isn't in my notes. I just, it just came to me. Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So you might have all your plan, but no, 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 Lord, you direct my steps. I got my plans, but you said I acknowledge you in all my ways. You are directing my steps. So I'm going to submit my plans to you. And if my plans don't line up with the steps you have in me, I push my plans aside. Cancel that. That's the cancel culture we need to have. Cancel your plans. Cancel your agenda. Cancel your own little vision you got. Running yourself raggedy, trying to do everything in your heart to do and not seek God, wait a minute, what is in your heart to do? God, this is, this is your year for vision manifestation. Oh, God, God going to bring my vision to pass this year. Oh, I didn't, that ain't what he said. God said, that's what he said. He said, this, this is my time. It's my time, baby. I'm just looking for somebody I can use. Somebody who's going to lay their life down. Thank you, Lord. Just lift your hand. Just worship just a moment. Come on. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, Spirit of the living God, we reverence you. We yield ourselves to you tonight. Oh, we draw from you strength and might and power. 
We submit our wills to you, Lord. We submit our plans to you, Lord. We die to ourselves. Now. 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 Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. God, if no one else goes, we're going to go. God, if no one else does it, we're going to do it, Lord. If everybody else drops out, God, we're going to go forward in you. Hallelujah. We're not going to turn away from you, God. You've been too good to us. Oh, my. Oh, my. My, my, my. My. Oh, God, yeah, ba, show, kida, ba. Eka, amo, shatara, ango, shita. Oh, kiata, no, kashita. Oh. More of you, Lord. More of you, more of you. More of you, less of us. Less of us. More of you, Lord. Less of us. More of you, more and more and more and more and more and more until it's all about you. Until it's all about you. Until it's all about you. Until it's all about you, Lord. My Jesus. My Jesus. My Jesus. My Jesus. My Jesus. We are the generation that will seek your face. We will seek your face. And we will do your will. We will fulfill your will in our generation. Oh my. God works in us. And he works for us. So he can work through us. God has a whole... Jesus said, other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. God has millions and millions of people that he's not given up on. <laughs> he's going to work through us to get. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. So God, it says in, in Philippians 2, 13, he works in you, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Both to will and to do for his good pleasure. So God has a, something that will please him, that he's working in us to give us the will and then the doing of it. Hallelujah. Now, I try to get across to you on Sunday that God has to work in us so we can handle what he wants to do for us. Because remember, the next step is for. He works in. He works for. He works through. Repeat. In. For. And then always repeat again. Because the, 
the, the next big thing he wants to do through you, he'll start over with work doing something in you. See, I, I, when it comes to laying hands on somebody for healing, I can do it. It's, no, it's not an issue. If somebody says I have a, a cancer. Somebody comes and says, uh, okay, I have a, a, a broken foot or whatever, uh, a knee or whatever it is. I have no problem because I've seen God heal even through these hands. I was thinking the other day about a young man. Uh, one, one, one time he, he was here with a torn meniscus or something in his knee. His knee was blown out. Remember laying hands on him, and that that fellow jumped to the ceiling. Knee healed instantly. Bam. So I'm not new or foreign to that. But there are some things that if I approached them, I'd be like, "Okay, Lord, you got to work with me on that." You see what I'm saying? So every level, he has to grow in you again. I can believe God to get out of debt because I've watched him do it. But when he says a billion dollars, y'all been praying with me every day about that? <laughs> Don't lie to me. Y'all been praying with me about that every day? He got to do some more work in you. I can say it, but my saying it is to help me get it in here. They understand, um, this is a side media, this is a side from, from the notes, that you say before you believe, but it doesn't have any power until you believe it and say it. But the only way to believe it is to say it and keep saying it. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Now, you're still weak. But you got to keep saying, I'm strong until you believe it. And then once you believe it and you say it, now you become it. See, he works in us. And then so he can do something for us, and then he can do things through us. I told you, he, he gave, we gave you a scripture, Luke 12, 32, that it is your father's good pleasure. Remember, you're working us to do his, his good pleasure. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, Luke 12, 32, to give you the kingdom. So that's big. Everybody say that's big. That's big. <laughs> but if, if, you've not, if you've not grown inside, you can't handle the kingdom. The kingdom is far beyond uh, our small thinking. Okay? Remember with Queen of Sheba, she went to visit Solomon. She's a queen. She had been told about Solomon. She had her own kingdom. Queen of Sheba. Has her own kingdom. She's a very wealthy woman. Very, extremely wealthy woman. And she's been told about Solomon's kingdom. But she, it, it, didn't, it didn't process in her mind when she was told it. 
You understand? You, 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 can, you can hear something, but if, if it, you hadn't processed it, what you're thinking when somebody describes it, you're like, oh, okay. You're thinking one thing based on where you are. So she travels all the way to Jerusalem, and based on where she currently is, she's expecting to see Solomon's kingdom one way. Okay, she's going to come on. And she, you know, strolling in and, oh, oh, wow. Oh, oh, my Lord. And she sees him, and the Bible says, talks about the house that he's built, the steps up to the temple. Notice his house is connected to the temple. He's not going to separate his life from the kingdom. So she sees that, then she sees his servants and how they are dressed and how they care themselves and saw the, the feast of the table, how the food was laid out and she saw this stuff and the Bible says that woman fainted. There was no more spirit left in her. She fainted. When she came to, she said, oh my God. Said the half hadn't been told. This kingdom. See, she had her her perspective, her view of kingdom, and was shocked when she discovered his kingdom. So what you and I see or think when it comes to kingdom is nothing compared to what God sees and what God is saying when he says to us, I want to give you the kingdom. But what has to happen so that we don't faint Inside is we must be changed. We must be transformed to see what God is trying to get us to see. And as awesome as Solomon's kingdom was, Jesus said, a greater than Solomon is here. He's referring to himself. A greater than Solomon is here. And we are the body of Christ. So greater than what Solomon ever experienced and what he ever had is what we're supposed to be talking, what we're talking about, what God's trying to get us to understand, what he's trying to get us to grasp. So God has to work in us to get us to see this. So he gives us time to grow. Because he doesn't want you to faint. He doesn't want you to lose it. I want to correct all of gospel music. God's not trying to blow your mind. That's not how God operates. God does not blow people's mind. The devil blows people's mind. That's why they're walking up and down 34th Street and 4th Street and 18th Avenue because the devil's blown their mind. When Jesus dealt with a man of Gadara in Mark 5, the Bible says he was sitting clothed and in his right mind. That's the effects of Jesus. You'll be in your right mind, not a blown mind. Make sure you don't, you don't copy those gospel songs and use those in your speech. Your words carry power. And your body doesn't, doesn't know how to differentiate between, well, I'm just singing a song and I'm talking about something. No, your body doesn't know how to differentiate. You're programmed to respond to your words. So don't say that's going to blow your mind. God's going to blow my mind. No, no, no. He doesn't do that. As a matter of fact, I want you to write this down. 
God's blessings will overtake you, or you can make it personal, me, but they should never overwhelm you. God's blessings will overtake you. Is that what the Bible says in Deuteronomy 28? All these blessings shall come on you and overtake you if you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord your God. In other words, if you obey God and serve God, he says blessings are going to come on you and overtake you. If you don't understand what overtake means, you look at a lion chasing down a, 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 a gazelle. Well, I say a zebra because a gazelle, that joke is quick. They might, they might, a cheetah might get a gazelle. Point is, <laughs> is overtaking means they catch up with you and But they will never overwhelm you. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. So God won't give you a house you can't handle. He won't give you a car you can't handle. He won't give you a job you can't handle. He won't give you an assignment you can't handle. He won't give you a ministry you can't handle. If you can have it, you can handle it. I'm talking about from God. See, because if you are overwhelmed, then you better check out who gave it to you. Uh, Y'all didn't like it on this side. If you are overwhelmed, you might want to check out who gave it to you. Because blessings from the Lord will never overwhelm you. Oh, this is too much. This is too much. No, never overwhelm you. Psalm 63, maybe it is. Verse 1, somewhere around there, 2. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Is it verse 2? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. He needed to jump ahead of me. It might, might be Psalm 61. I think it's Psalm 61. Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O Lord, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth, I will cry unto you. When my heart is overwhelmed, leave me to the rock that is higher than I. That was verse 1 and 2. So, God didn't want you overwhelmed. When you're overwhelmed, you've got to go to the rock that's higher than you. So, if you're overwhelmed, it's not God doing it. God is very methodical. He's very tender. He's very gentle. He's a great teacher. He's a great instructor. Psalm 32.8. Put Psalm 32.8 on the screen. I think this is right. Lord, help me with this. The Holy Ghost, I'm, I'm getting this stuff. I'm trying to call out the address of these verses here. Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. God is an instructor, a teacher. He's, he's a guide. He'll guide you. Gently. Are you catching this? In the way you should go. Which means God will not, bam, there it is on you. He knows you can't handle that. So he'll instruct you and he'll teach you and he'll guide you. How many of y'all have experienced God's gentle guidance? I don't know about you, but I'm certainly very glad 
God didn't take me from A to Q overnight. Now, I know I'm some of y'all like, I don't know, man, I wish. Because, see, some people want to go from A to Q overnight. But God knows you have to go from A to B to C to D to E and so forth. Gradually, progressive. First the blade, then the ear, then the full corner of the ear. Because he wants to teach you. He wants to train you. He wants to instruct you. He never wants you overwhelmed. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you pray for something and bam, tomorrow, there it is? Now, it happens for things, but I'm talking about as a matter of lifestyle, that's not how it goes. It's you, you learn because he, you have to learn in the process. James 1, the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work so that you'll, you may be whole and entire and lacking nothing. I think it's James 1, 2. My brethren, count all joy when you fall into diverse temptation, knowing that the trying of your faith works patience. Right? Yeah. You fall in, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. So your faith, as you go through this process, produces patience. Now you go back to Romans 5, and it'll say, and patience produces experience. And experience produces hope. And hope makes not a shame. Or it means you'll never be disappointed. So I got to go through this process, Marcus. Can I, can I give you this right here, the secret? You know why most people don't do faith? Because it takes too long. Faith, faith takes longer. Let me just get this real quick fix right here. Let me just get an answer right now. Let me go just do something right now because I ain't got time to be doing all that confessing and praying and sow a seed. You crazy? Vow, I ain't doing none of that. You crazy at all? You crazy? Let me just go and do this right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all still okay with me? God's blessings will overtake you, but they should never overwhelm you. Give me Exodus 23, verses 28 through 30. Let me, let me show you God's modus operandi. Exodus 23, verse 28 through 30. Look at it. He says, I will send hornets before you. That's the bees. Which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Perizzite, and the Hivite, and the Jebusite, and the Girgashite, the Canaanite, termites, allites, from before you. Now watch what he says. This is, this is the critical verse here. I will not drive them out from before you in one year. Lest the land become desolate and the beasts of the field become too numerous for you. 
He knows what he's doing. I'm taking you there. I'm going to get you to your expected end. I'm going to get you to your desired haven, but I can't do it all at once because if I give it to you all at once, it will overwhelm you. You won't be able to maintain it. You won't be able to take care of it. And you'll walk away from it and lose what you've gained. So I will not do it in one year because if I do it, it'll overwhelm you. But look at verse 30. Verse 30. Little by little. Little by little. I will draw them out from before you until you have increased. Until you have increased. Now, within context, he's talking about them growing, multiplying people. Because if you're going to have all that land, you need some children, you need some, you know, people to take care of all this land. What the revelation of this is, is that you and I, on the inside, must increase our capacity to handle the, allow this word, bigness of God. Because where he was taking them was not some little small little thing. He's going to give them something beyond their understanding. So he said, I got to increase, I got to let you increase on the inside. So that when you get this land, it doesn't overwhelm you. Are you hearing me tonight? Somebody say increase. increase. So I have to grow to handle what God has. <laughs> now you, I need you to get, to get this tonight. God's not talking cheap. He's not talking little. We were talking about this this morning, Laquanda. These are the last days. Listen to me very carefully. I'm going to get up here and make sure everybody can see me. These are the last days. In fact, the last days started in the book of Acts. Peter says so in Acts, right? So we're in the last hours, maybe the last minutes of the last days. We're facing a time now where the church is, is the persecution level in America is soaring. Throughout the world, church has been persecuted. Christians have been persecuted all over the world. You know, people in America afraid to go to church, but in China, they have to have underground, hidden little church in a house somewhere, sneaking to have church. And it's been that way for decades. Persecution. Well, if you understand what's going on here in, in America, this pandemic is about the church. I don't care what your cousins say. I'm, I'm, I'm the prophet. I'm telling you about what's real. This pandemic is about the church. It's Satan's attempt to shut the church up and shut the church down. So those who I can't shut down, I'll shut them up. Most of the church in America is shut down. Whether by, by ordinance, by order, or by fear. They're shut down. I'm not picking on them, I'm just telling you this is the reality. And the rest of the church who they have allowed, then they're saying, okay, you don't sing, don't praise, uh, if you're going to do anything vocally, you got to cover your mouths up, wear a mask in church. This is what they're telling us. Again, I'm not picking on anybody for wearing a mask. I'm just telling you what this is about. It's to shut the church down 
and shut the church up. So we're in a time now in this election year. Everybody's being called to task. Where do you stand? So everybody wants to know, where do you stand? Well, about what? About COVID? Yeah, where do you stand? About homosexual agenda? Yeah, where do you stand? About Black Lives Matter? Yeah, where do you stand? Everybody's got to make a statement. <laughs> Y'all better wake up now. You can't sleep on what I'm talking about. And I, I've been preaching this for years, at least. I've been telling you the day was coming when this question was going to come to you. When whether you wanted to declare anything or not, you're going to be asked now. And guess what's happening right now in 2020? You're being asked. See, so whether people hear or forbear, they're going to know a prophet has been among them because I've been prophesying this for years. And we're in this time now, we're on your job. You're going to be asked, well, what's your stance on this? And what you're going to say, oh, well, well, you know, I just stay out of it. No, you can't. They're not going to let you stay out of it. You're going to have to make a statement. Where are you on the, what is it, LGBT? I just learned that. I, I've been calling it GLBT all these years. I just found out it was LGBT. I didn't even know. I thought it was something else. Where do you stand? Well, you can't say anything about that. You're not going to have a choice. See, some of y'all, you always want to be Switzerland, but you can't. The devil's not going to let you be Switzerland with no opinion. No, we're not going to get involved. No, you're going you're gonna to have to. Well, where do you stand on Black Lives Matter? You believe Black Lives Matter? And they're going to ask you, are you down with Black Lives Matter? You're going to be like, well, yeah, I believe Black Lives Matter. But are you down with the movement? No, yeah. No, no, no. Oh. Oh. Oh, you better figure out, are you down with the movement or not? Let me just talk to all my black people. You better figure out, are you down with the movement or not? Because the movement is anti-Christ. The organization is anti-Christ. So if you're going to go around with all your Black Lives Matter gear on, you better know what you're signing up for. You're declaring yourself anti-Christ. No, I'm for black lives. Not with that movement. You are anti-Christ. I don't believe that. Ask, then ask them why they're now in their, in their organization, their protest burning Bibles. Burning Bibles, burning crosses, and burning the American flag. Mm -hmm. Now, I know I probably get a lot of thumbs down from some idiots out there, but that's fine. We, we got a thumbs down from prayer this morning. I'm like, what heathen gives a thumbs down to prayer? How do you thumbs down prayer? 
just saying. See? And don't dare, don't dare say Trump without a snarl on your face. If you even say Trump, you better have a on your face if you say Trump. I'm looking at y'all faces. Don't dare say Trump without having disdain all over your face. Because you'll be canceled from everything. What do you feel about this coronavirus and, and getting the vaccine? Now, some of y'all are saying no. Now, here's the thing. When you say no, if you say no, be ready. What about your job now? What about staying in someone's hotel now? What about flying someone's airline now? You know that vaccine with the virus and the chip? The vaccine that is the virus with the chip? That'll be used to track you? Well, what do you think about that? Well, okay. So if you don't do it, then what do you do? How do you get around now? How do you travel now? How do you work now? So when I've been teaching all these years about there's coming a time you've got to learn how to soar above this world system and know how to use your faith. Because what they're going to do, they're going to practice on us. I'm saying us, me and my family. I can't speak for y'all. They're going to practice on me and my family not being able to buy or sell without the vaccine. That's revelation. That's what the market of beast is going to be all about. We're the, this is the practice run for it. Preach, Pastor. Preach, Pastor. Boy, I'm, I'm going off, boy. I'm like, I didn't expect to hear this on a Wednesday night. I didn't expect the preacher to say it on a Wednesday night. But I want you to understand the reality of what we're preaching, and you cannot be sleeping on me. Like what I'm saying is not important to your life now. Well, I'm going to go to school. How are you going to go on that campus without a vaccine? I'm going to get me a good job. How are you going to get one and work on their job without a vaccine? What is that? I can work from home. Where? What apartment are you going to rent? What complex are you going to live in without a vaccine? If I can't buy a car, there's Uber everywhere. You're going to be able to show them your vaccine card? 
This is what they're working on now. This is what it's all about. What is it for? It's to shut the church down. So people who've not adjusted their lives to all I need is God. People who fought prosperity, all of a sudden, you're going to need to know how to prosper by God. Where you believe, you receive. When you now are limited in what you can buy and sell. <laughs> I'm just going to have my own business. Buy or sell. It's quiet in this Presbyterian church. And I want to hear all that. Okay, take the mark. I meant the vaccine. <laughs> what I'm telling you is that God loves us so much is that he prepped us ahead of time. He's telling us ahead of time, hey, here's what's coming. I'm getting you ready. This ain't got nothing to do with what I'm talking about tonight. So God has to increase us on the inside. Here's why, Laquanda. Because if I can't fly your airline, we need our own. <laughs> if we can't shop in your Publix, see? See, we've been down, down, uh, dogging our prosperity. Yep, but now we're going to need our own grocery store. We're going to need something now because. Our own transit. Our own hotels, our own apartment communities. Our own satellites. Why satellites? Because already Christian programming is being censored. Already in America. Facebook and YouTube are now censoring Christian programming. You even put anything on there about COVID-19 or let alone you put Trump in your title, all of a sudden they, they, they got to check out what you're talking about. In America. We've been praying for all those poor folk over in China, all those poor Christians over in, in Pakistan. Welcome. See, and while people are sitting at home playing around with salvation, the devil is on an all out assault. 
to destroy the church. Now, he can't. He can't. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. He won't. He can't do it. But he'll try to get as many as he can distracted. I intend on standing on the winning side. No, 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 no. I'm not going that way. I'm going to keep walking with God. And I'm going to keep pursuing God. And I'm going to keep filling myself up with so much of his word until I bleed his word. Until I sweat his word. Because that's how you get transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind is renewed by the word of God. Thank you, Lord. So we need some of our own stuff, D. So that's something you got to do inside me, Oscar, to get me ready to handle what the things that he wants, these big things he wants to do. I mean, which one of us is going to carry the airline in our spirit? God, I've just been trying to get me a little hoop to get to work. God's talking about we need we need airlines because we who who are you gonna use to get cargo over to Africa? What shipping containers are you gonna use to get cargo over to Haiti? We gotta have our own. I went to restaurants today couple of restaurants today because I'm trying to work out now. Barbara taught this thing this morning. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to restaurants to see who will, who, will, who will let us buy. I'm not trying to, I'm not asking for no free stuff. We just want to buy gift cards, like hundreds, by the hundreds, to be able to give to people on the street. We go pray for those healing teams, Miss Liz, to put food cards in their hands. So they can eat. And there's all kind of stuff you got to go through, man. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I said, man, I wish we had our own. There was a Christian restaurant, a franchise, who you don't have to twist their arm and convince them that you're deserving of their assistance. I'm, not, I'm, I'm buying it. I'm not asking you to give me nothing. You understand why we got to be big inside? We got to be big inside. Come on, sir. Oh. That we're getting ready for this final sweep. Do you know God wouldn't let Jesus Christ shed his blood for a few people? <laughs> no. The Bible says he died for the sins of the whole world. So do you know in God's mind and God's vision, most of the world is going to be saved? Most. Robert, you know what it's going to take to do that? A lot. A lot of willing workers who will go out there with a big enough heart Big enough thinking 
who I can't let, let somebody come to me and say, Pastor, we, we, can't, we can't keep winning them souls. We already we got too many people. This church only holds 100. We can't do that. Now you got to be a person and say, Pastor, I've been thinking. I've been thinking. What if we What if we get a big tent that'll seat 5,000? So I can, I, can, I can look at y'all faces, y'all like, boy, I'm Jesus, work with us. We got to think this because the harvest is plentiful. Truly plentiful. Truly plentiful. Glory to God. There's so many thousands and thousands all around us that we got to think big. That's enough. Glory to God. God's trying to increase us on the inside. So we can get his vision. Most of us, what we call our vision is a small part of his vision. It's all right for you to have a vision. God gave you a vision. How many of y'all have a vision? Okay, God gave you a vision. But your vision is a small part of his vision. And the reality of it is, if your vision is a God-given vision, then when all of our visions manifest, then it makes the picture then of his vision. It's bigger than you. But I can guarantee you, when I say your vision is a small part of the vision, it's not a small part. In other words, it's not small. It's just a small part. But it's not small. Because God doesn't give you a small vision. <laughs> if you got a small vision, that's not from God. That's just a good idea. Man, y'all don't not hear what I'm saying. If you have a small vision, it's not from God. It's just a good idea. Because anything God gives you is going to challenge your faith. What is this? You want me to do what? You want me to build what? <laughs> you want us to feed how many people? What? How is how many? <laughs> Glory to God. My prayer for you every day is that you hear and follow God. He knows what plans he has for us to give us a future and a hope to give us an expected end. And it's, it's big. Not to harm us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I don't know how we got all the way over there and all that stuff. But 
Because trust me, I'm not, please don't take it this way, I'm not mad at y'all. I'm not, so if, I, if I sound like that, please forgive me. Please forgive me. What I am is, I am zealous for the things of God. I'm zealous for the things of God. And I'm looking for others who are zealous for the things of God. Anybody here feel like you're a little bit zealous for God? You just, I'm, I'm looking for souls that are, that are on fire. In other words, in other words we, we've been in cruise control a little too long, Tyrone. You can be in cruise control so long, you, you'll kind of just, your foot go to sleep. You're kind of lazy yourself down. You know, you kind of sunk in and before you know it, you doze off. But if you're an active driver, you're trying to get somewhere. And that's what God needs us alert, alert and active right now. Zealous for the things of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's God's time. It's God's time. We're God's people. So we're going to line up ourselves with him and get his will done. The Bible says in this world, these things of this world are passing away. Hallelujah passing away and it looks like it's happening right before our eyes <laughs> things are just passing away being shaken but what's going to emerge out of all that is the glorious kingdom of God oh it's, it's, it's God's time and because we're his it's our time Thank you, Lord. All right, Father. God, I don't know what to say. But you know my heart. I'm zealous for you. God, your kingdom means more to me than life itself. Your will and your plans, your agenda is more important to me than being well-known or being liked by everyone. God, it's your time. You told me that. You told me that every prophetic word we'd ever heard was for now. That every word we'd ever hear is for now. You told me to not be moved by the world, for they can only dream of what you have for us. God, you have a plan so big. Like when you told Samuel, when he began his prophetic ministry, you said you were going to do something in Israel that would make everybody's ears tingle. So God, we know whatever you have planned is going to make the world 
pay attention. God, I'm asking you tonight for these, your precious people, those that are here and those that are joined with us at home tonight, that, Lord, that we will make your agenda our agenda. Your will, our will. That we would forego our plans and follow your plans. We know that, Father, you know how to get us where we need to be and where you want us to be so that, Lord, our lives be examples in this earth of what it means to be a Christ follower. What it really means to be a God lover. God, we're no longer accepting this just casual church description definition of ourselves or of others. No, Lord, you're looking for those whose hearts are loyal, those who wait on you, those who trust in you. You said, Father, in your word that you'll make sure that people know that, Father, there's a difference between those who serve you and those who do not. And that, God, you prove that there is profit in serving you. Father and Lord, you told us to serve you in sincerity and in truth. And so we ask you to show us, teach us day by day how to do that. How do we serve you in sincerity? How do we serve you in truth? Give us the boldness, God, to take a stand in this hour when we're, when we're being confronted. And people are asking us our opinion or our stance on these matters that are in the earth today. That, God, we won't hide behind some excuses of why we can't answer. Or, Lord, give us boldness to stand and make our statement fully trusting you that, Father, if we, if man tried to strip everything from us that we have, you will supply all of our needs. That, Father, if everybody unfollowed us and unfriended us and unsubscribed and blocked our numbers, Lord, as long as we're doing your will, pleasing you in everything that we do, that's all that matters. For your word said, no man who's left house or land or father or mother or brothers or sisters or children for Jesus Christ's sake and the gospels who will not also receive a hundredfold now in this time. God, and thank you, Lord, that there's, there's a, a harvest field full of brothers and sisters <laughs> and children. Thank you, Lord. 
God, give us a heart like yours. A heart for the lost, a heart for the broken, a heart for the hurting, a heart for the dying, a heart for those who are in bondage, a heart for those, Lord, who are taken captive by the enemy. God, flow in us as we grow in you. Flow in us, Lord. Jesus Christ went about doing good and healing all those who oppressed the devil because you were with him. You had anointed him with the Holy Ghost and power. God is the same anointing and the same Holy Ghost and the same power and you're with us just the same. Thank you that we'll walk in that same power in the name of Jesus. And God, come what may. Come what may. Our hearts are determined to follow after you. Thank you, Lord. We'll not turn back. We've crossed the line. We've crossed the line. Father, we've crossed the line and we're not going back. Oh, my. We're not going back. You'll never let us be alone. God, we're going forward. Tonight I pray that your people, that each and every one of us will be enlarged. First, Lord, let us be awakened on the inside to what's really going on. We pray, Father, you awaken, awaken people all over the body of Christ as to what's really going on. That the body of Christ sees the attack on the church, the things of God. That Satan's scheme, his plan is to end us, stop us before time. He knows that when we're gone, he, he can have his way in the world. That's what your word said. Paul said it to the Thessalonian church that when we're gone, the devil can have his way. And he's trying to speed that up. But Lord, no, no, we're not going anywhere. We're not shutting down and we're not shutting our mouths. We're going to preach and declare and decree and demonstrate the kingdom of God. Everywhere we go will not back down. We're champions, Lord, in the kingdom of God. We'll not back down from the enemy's fight. He's a defeated foe already. So we'll walk in that. And as you awaken us, Father, to those things, use us in this earth, everywhere we go, to bring you honor and glory and praise to bring your family back together. All those who belong to you, Lord, they're out there in the world. We want to bring your family back to you, Lord. Yes. 
Hallelujah. Thank you for open doors and favor to make it happen. And Father, we pray that tonight your people will enlarge on the inside so that, God, we can do the big things you're calling us to do. You said to call unto you, you would answer us and show us great amount of things that we don't know of. So, Lord, enlarge us to, to hear and understand and conceive great amount of things to operate on a kingdom level. We pray and we believe that all these things that we've asked you for tonight, that they are happening and they will happen in us and for us and through us. Your kingdom come and your will be done is our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs>